Think you hate marketing? Think again. Here on the Marketing Chat Podcast, I share practical, relatable tips to make marketing easy and fun. I'm Kelly, a marketing strategist, Squarespace website designer, and founder of the Women Podcasters Academy. I'll be breaking down big ideas into actionable steps so you can get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. Today's episode is brought to you by the Women Podcasters Academy. The Academy features a full course and supportive community to help you start and grow your own podcast. You can find more information at womenpodcastersacademy.com. Today, I'm interviewing Sylvia Becker-Hill. Sylvia is on a mission to ensure women's stories are told, and by telling those stories, change history. By combining 20 years of experience as an executive coach, with a master's degree in philosophy, linguistics, and gender studies, Sylvia uses her deep knowledge of change management, coaching, and applied neuroscience to liberate new women authors from the subconscious blocks that are stopping them from voicing and publicly sharing their stories and messages. Welcome, Sylvia. I am so happy that you're here today. Thank you. I'm delighted to. Thank you. So you have such an interesting background. You are one of the most creative, innovative, and risk-taking people I know. You were the first ICF certified coach in Germany. You are an artist, and now you are an author and book publisher. Can you tell us about your background and the journey that led you here? <laughs> okay, how many books will we write now together? <laughs> I know. So let's let's give me let's let me give you and our beloved listener or viewers some like bullet points. So I was born in Germany into a family of my beloved parents and my mother's parents. So four adults. And they were all very traumatized from the Second World War. They had, which I obviously didn't know as a child, they all had different levels and forms of PTSD, which creates a certain heavy, uh, energetic, emotional, heavy, dark environment. I was a single child. I grew up in a German house, well-built, with thick walls, especially after it was bombed out in the war to last now 100 years. So I share that always because it, energetically it creates the container in which my soul developed, which we all do as early children, our values and our longings. So I felt literally in my, in my early childhood as wearing a too tight corset where I couldn't fully breathe and where a heavy cloud of doom, which I didn't understand as a child, was somehow always there. And there were always these sayings from these adults around me, what will the neighbors think? So there was a lot of fear, but not voiced, not talked about. But as children, we are like sponges. We, we, we suck in, we take in everything in our environment. So I think my uh, childhood upbringing seeded in me a hunger and longing, first of all, to understand, to understand what's going on. Why is everyone so stiff, so so unexpressed, so, you know, masked in their faces? So a deep hunger for understanding, which caused me to study and, and read a lot. Then uh, a huge, my biggest longing is freedom. Yeah, freedom to uh, to break out of the corset, to breathe freely, to to get rid of this heaviness, and also my the, these four adults they they loved me to the degree being able to express that as adults who suffer from PTSD, so that created a lot of other issues where I could write several books about it, but anyway I loved them too. So I uh, developed early without knowing it consciously because we children, we just do things. And then 40 years later, we go to therapy or coaching and then understand what we did. So I developed the commitment to make them happy. They called me, I'm their sunshine. I'm the sunshine of their life. And uh, I'm now 55. If I look into my life, who am I for my husband, my, my two boys, teenagers? Who am I for my clients? They maybe use different words. They don't call me, oh, you're my sunshine of my life, my 
husband has not this kind of romantic language or my clients don't call me that, but they might say, oh my gosh, Sylvia, you are the biggest inspiration in my life. Oh, Sylvia, you are the biggest creative person I've ever met. So there are these red threads throughout my life, which literally I think got formed in the first four years of my life through the circumstances and the the things I inherited without conscious knowing through osmosis by growing up with four uh, adults, and especially my parents had me late in life. So there was also an age and generational huge gap, much bigger than I have now with my boys. So all that is a fertile ground for the hunger I have. So I, I fall in love with books before school because my grandfather was a teacher. So he taught me reading and writing before school. I had uh, read by the age of 30 over 10,000 books because I was also often lonely and books were my friends. Mm. And, uh, and for me, that's okay to say. For me, there's nothing sad or oh, poor girl. No, that I'm grateful. I love books. And um, it's jumping now to current times. I believe we live historically in a painful, super, super messy transition as humanity. We, we see all the, the collapsing of patriarchal systems and structures. We have the climate crisis. We have a global pandemic. We, uh, we have now a war again in Europe where everyone said after Hitler, this will never happen again. And here we are, right? Putin playing out Hitler's dreams just from the different direction on the globe. So during that time, I believe it is absolutely crucial to have something in our life where we can fall back to for inspiration, for support, for for learning, for education. And for me, it's books. I mean, I'm, I'm reading like like crazy in the moment. My house, you walk over piles of books everywhere. <laughs> so I love books and I believe that um, in the right way, bringing them to life books are still a better source of information and self-education than necessarily social media, which reduces uh, complex things often to horrifying simplicity. And I don't say Google is not an evolutionary progress, internet, etc. And it's just uh, sadly, as we all know, there's a lot of power plays going on in social media, which an author can do with a book too, but somehow it's harder because it's a more voluminous um, container for, for knowledge. And so, and I stop now here because I could go on and on why I want people to read more books. <laughs> <laughs> and you've written several, you know, yes. several years ago, I think was your first, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I became a published author first uh, in, in, in Germany. And if you like, I can show you the very first yeah. book I was a co-author of. Uh, here we go. This, this book is sadly now out of print. The English translation of the title is More, More Passion for Performance. And it was a small um, small publisher who uh, knew about me through the media because I, when I uh, started my business at the age of 30, I was in Germany a shooting star. I, I was one of the first coaches and coaching was still new, English word. At the time, people were very ambivalent about it. They were wondering, what is this weird stuff coming from the United States? Germans have a love-hate relationship with everything American because of the history, because, mm -hmm. you know, being defeated, but also rescued by Americans. So there is this kind of classic love-hate relationship. So, and coaching got never translated the, the term into German. There is no word for culture coaching in German. Mm -hmm. So this publisher knew about me and my innovative concept. So I became a publisher with something which is known as a multi-author book now in the United States, mm -hmm. where I was invited to write a chapter in a companion of a book. And if I find, ah, here it is. The photo is so funny. So I'm at, here's like me 25 <gasps> years ago, my oh, hair gosh. long and thick. <laughs> yes. And the oh. chapter was about, um, 
my uh, my passion for sustainability sustainability was a core value of my business and how to use coaching for the sustainable implementation of corporate trainings so a very tight niche this is how i started my business career i worked with um corporate people who went through training where the companies poured money into training but then life took over and two three four weeks after each training most trainings were a waste of time and money mm. till i came along and offered training with the sole focus of creating the bridge between the training and the reality of uh, corporate employees and i wrote about that model in that book um, now 22, three years ago. Mm. Um, and then the second book, and this is still in print since 17 years on the German non, uh, non-fiction bestseller list. It's a coach, a book about coaching tools where the league of first corporate coaches in Germany got invited to provide a chapter. And to bust here some myths for you, beloved viewer or listener, uh, German publishing industry is very different from the American one. And at the time, you never got paid for doing that. Yeah, it was like an honor, you got invited. And it was an honor to be part of this book. Yeah. And and the one who organized the curator was a big guy. Yeah, so very mm-hmm. different from now modern public publishing. But I'm proud. Yeah, and my chapter here again about sustainability how I used email. I mean, now I'm outing again my generation, my age. Emails were at the time of writing of this book a new thing. So I used email support in coaching and and online questionnaires to help my clients create a frame around their coaching sessions, a preparation and afterwards an implementation questionnaire. Now you would think, oh my gosh, that's so you know natural and easy. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was revolutionary, and I invented it to create sustainability of the coaching. So I forgot counting, but I think in Germany, I'm around 10 books maybe as a co-author. And only later when I moved to the United States a few years ago, I wrote my own book, which became a bestseller with a small publishing house from Canada and working also here locally in Southern California, which is, it's a different paradigm. Mm-hmm. And um, and yet um, I can say that the being invited to be part of a book is just a beautiful um, acknowledgement and obviously a result of marketing. And I know most of your, your beloved viewer or listener, you are an entrepreneur, you are a business uh, owner and, and a book is for my paradigm one of the most powerful powerful tools you can use for your own personal evolution Mm -hmm. and for your business growth and so yes this is why i'm very uh, proud happy grateful to have been published in germany but also in the united states in multi different multi-author books and in recent years not any longer focusing on coaching but rather women's empowerment Mm -hmm. and something i'm grateful to the american culture living in the United States helped me to heal a lot of my old German wounding, my ancestral Mm. wounding. And I learned to share my story, which in Germany, culturally, we we don't do. We we were so traumatized by the Holocaust and two lost wars that no one looked into the past. (laughs) Who wants to talk about painful... Just move on. Mm -hmm. It, It was... Tabooed, absolute mm-hmm. taboo. So a few years ago, um, a multi-author book of women's stories where I was invited to contribute was literally a healing process for me because I had written business books mm-hmm. about corporate topics. It's very safe mm-hmm. to hide behind your expertise and share my academic deep knowledge but it is very scary and making yourself vulnerable when you share your own story. Mm-hmm. And this is now fast forward to my business now. This is why I combine book 
publishing, with writing, mentoring and training, but also with women's empowerment coaching, because it is scary and vulnerable to bring out the depths of your own soul's pain, longing, values, stories. But this is what people want to read. This is what helps people. This is where people relate to and to get my authors to their depths and feel safe while doing it. This is why my publishing house, as small as it is, has this unique positioning because I'm combining literally everything I've ever done in a service packages for, for my mm-hmm. beloved clients. That's awesome. So you mentioned a moment ago, why is publishing a, good, a book helpful for an entrepreneur's business? Before I answer the why, I want to, because we want to focus here today on one specific form of book, let me quickly right. distinguish what could be different forms of publishing right. a book. So, uh, beloved viewer, listener, business owner, entrepreneur, maybe you have a book dream in you, a personal story. This is so interesting. When you do a survey, when you go to a party or an event or even do an online survey, there's a huge number of people everywhere and every culture who have a book dream inside of them. And that has to do with the history. Books are the number one credibility giver still in society everywhere, despite internet, despite social media, despite celebrity, viral, whatever. Being a published author is just the dream most like I would say eight out of 10 people share the dream. So writing your dream book on a personal journey is something different than what we will talk about here today. Mm -hmm. A solo book is where you are the author and you just pour whatever you want to pour out of you and you publish that. That's a solo book. A multi-author book is, as the name says, a book where a group of authors and writers come together. And there are, again, two forms. One is, and this is uh, something I do, but we will not focus on here today, where the publisher creates a theme, a topic, and then does marketing for that theme and topic and enrolls different authors from maybe different walks of life or niched group to contribute their stories to that theme. For example, I published last year a wonderful book with 20 women from around the world under the theme, You Matter, how women reclaiming their power are changing the world. That was this kind of multi-author book. So the overall philosophy, the framework of the book was mine of the publisher. So here today on Kelly's podcast, we are focusing on a different, the the second kind of multi-author book, which would be your book. You, you, the business owner and entrepreneur, you want to create your own multi-author book where you are the one who gives the theme and the topic, which is aligned with your business and your mission and your values, etc., and I become your partner working on the whole concept, strategy, etc. together. So before I go into the benefits of that, does it make sense, Kelly, yes. these three distinctions? Okay. Yes, thank you for making that distinction because I, I don't think people realized that uh, that there are those two different ways of creating a multi-author book. Yeah, well, the, the one we are talking here today about... I think I invented it because I've never seen anyone doing it. And it uh, developed out of um, this book because one of these authors who was just writing a chapter in this multi-author book, Mm -hmm. she is a business owner with the expertise in parenting. She teaches Mm -hmm. parents how to redefine parenting and get from overwhelm and being stressed out to joyful parents creating thriving families. And we are Mm -hmm. together working now. She approached me. She wanted to have a book, multi-author book, supporting her business and asked me, Sylvia, how would that work? How Mm -hmm. could that look like? What would be the benefits? And this is how I came up with this really, I believe, so far unique new business Mm -hmm. book model to support entrepreneurs creating their own multi-author book. That's so I, great. I'm I'm an author under my 
previous married name, um, an, an author and a multi-author book under one theme. And one woman put it together, but did it through what was called Create Space, Amazon's publishing, self-publishing company. And she hired an editor and someone else to design the layout and the cover and all of that. But there wasn't a publishing house like yours that did it. It was all self-done by outsourcing the different tasks that had to be done. And she brought the, so she curated it, but then didn't have a publishing house to actually put it together. It was, you know, done piecemeal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always an option Mm -hmm. and it has its price regarding quality, strategy, etc. It can be financially cheaper than going with a publishing house who does everything for you. And yet here in the model I will explain here today, the way I have designed it, it's also a revenue producer. Yes for the business owner, the way I'm doing it. So it's this not that was the business not. owner, you beloved viewer or listener, you would not pay me to publish your book. No, we become partners with some risk, but also big rewards and share the revenue, which is not generating. This is now here as a side note, huge myth busting, because people who have never published a book think that the book itself is a moneymaker. Drum rolls. No. Don't make money. No, they (laughs) do not. I have published several books. And no, they do not. (laughs) Yeah, you laugh, but people think that. When when I have these book I call them book chats with potential authors, they ask me very sweetly with big hearts, okay, how much revenue? I'm starting a new business and I want to start it with a book. So the only one who makes really money from the books is Amazon. There's a reason why how Bezos could, you know, have his own spaceship and conquer the universe. Yeah, he makes the money or not any longer, but Amazon makes the money from the book uh, industry. It's not the author. But here in this model, and I'm going now through the benefits you ask. um, In this model, the money is made because the authors of the different chapters are ideally entrepreneurs business owners themselves but they don't have to it's just as again as a side note here beloved viewer listener uh, could you have a multi-author book filled with chapters written by people who are retired or who are employees or who are your family members and totally private people absolutely it's just when you uh, will sell the spots in the book it's just the nature of um, of the relationship with money. It's easier to sell to entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are trained to invest money into their own evolution or their business growth, which then is tax deductible, etc. Versus corporate uh, people who employees often have an attitude of expecting the employer to pay for training or investment into their leadership. They are right. simply not used to invest a few thousand dollars into their own leadership. Some do. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to say everyone, but it's just strategically it's easier to, for this model to, to work and not stress you out when you as a business owner have clients who are business owners themselves. But it's not that it doesn't work for employees as well. Does a disclaimer make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into the benefits. Yes. So the first thing is obviously you become a published best-selling author. You fulfill this dream. Literally, eight, nine of of ten people have for, for life. It's one of those big bucket list kind of things. And foray to the internet and modern technology, which made print on demand possible. What we are doing now was literally technically 25 years ago, not possible. It was not possible. Producing a book was so expensive that an individual 
unknown non-celebrity person couldn't do it themselves or a small business um, publishing house like my business is wouldn't be able to um, financially make it doable for people. So thank you, the gods, for the internet and modern technology. So first benefit is you, beloved viewer or listener, will use what technology makes possible for your elevation into stardom of being a best-selling published author. And just real quick about the technology, in case anyone doesn't know, that print-on-demand means you don't have a garage full of books that you have to sell on your own. It means that people place the order and you aren't sending it to them. You know, you would have some so you can autograph them, but otherwise people order it and the fulfillment center prints it right away immediately and sends it directly to the buyer. Perfectly explained. Yes, exactly. So no more filled garages. I still have a box. Where's a box with two, three boxes from books from a bit over 20 years ago? And they are so outdated now that, yeah, so yeah, those times are over. Yes. Yay. So the first benefit of being a published best selling author leads to the second benefit, which is a double one. You gain huge credibility. Credibility in the eyes of of the world, which I call the credibility in the outer game, which is one side of a coin and the other side is a huge confidence boost. And that is the inner game. And we all know our businesses succeed or fail in complete correlation to our confidence. When we are bursting with confidence we know our services and products work and we have a great phase in our own life where we feel physically energetically emotionally on top of our game i mean marketing and sales happens by itself because people are so energized by our energy they ask us hey whatever you sell i want it because i want to be and feel like you right so you get this kind of boost which um obviously doesn't stay on the same level forever, but it has these waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my little solo book from a few years ago, I have these waves where someone hears a podcast where I, I read my whole book in like each chapter is a podcast episode. So books, once they are in the world, they come back to you in waves. Mm-hmm. So even f- years from now, this boost of credibility and confidence, you get this infusion again and again, someone finding your book you are talking about it you find it in your own shelf Mm. or the anniversary of the book publication day comes up or something it's amazing a a book is a product you produce which keeps giving back to you to the producer and not just giving to to the audience Mm -hmm. benefit number three When you create or curate a multi-author book in collaboration with me, you will write the introduction, which means a full chapter of around 3,000 to 3,500 words, which forces you, with my support, to become crystal clear about your core message and mission of your business. And that is a bit more space than just a post or a tweet yeah, or a little meme. And yet it's not a full-blown 75,000-word book, just to give some numbers. Uh, so 75,000 book uh, words is a book of around 250, 300 pages. So a chapter in a multi-author book is normally around 3,000 words. So it's enough space for you to go deep and establish your you, you, the, the essence of your business. So it's like, here, this is me. This is why I'm selling what I'm selling. This is what I'm selling, etc. But because it's an introduction to a book, it gives the framework for the following chapters to come. It's not a marketing pitch. It has zero salesiness to it. It's just a beautiful outpouring of the soul of your business, which is 
oh my gosh, it's a challenge, but you have me as your partner on your side. But it's so valuable to just get this done and written, which leads into the next benefit number four, because you keep the copyright of everything you contribute to the book. You can multipurpose that introduction, that chapter in multiple ways. You can split it into an article series on LinkedIn. You can put it as a monster article on Medium and create a followership for us through it. You can use it as a speech, yeah, as, as the outline and for public speaking, you can multipurpose it. It's your chapter. It's your content. I don't own it. And these are details. If you ever would talk with me, we talk about copyright and what is my copyright as a publisher. Obviously, there are things I will protect for myself, but you and I, we will have a contract. It's everything spelled out. So number four is the introduction, the, the written down essence of your business, positioning, uniqueness of your expertise. You can use it in, in so many ways and spaces, which again, keeps giving and giving and giving. Mm -hmm. That multi-purpose repurposing of that content is so important because I have talked about this on other podcasts, written about it on my blog, and people ask me about it. And that is, how do I create enough content to blog or podcast regularly? And one of the biggest suggestions that I give is that you do a general topic and then you break it up into very specific subjects that then you blog about, podcast about, post about, do videos about, whatever. So this exactly. is really great. You would have that intro yeah. and that creates a ton of more specific content. If, for if you. you split it for social media posts, you can literally make a hundred posts yeah. from this one chapter, yeah. 50 reels on, on Instagram. You can quote yourself. Right. You can beautiful designed on Canva post yeah. with just a sentence of your introduction linking yeah. to with your webpage either to the book or to your business or to a right. current offering you have, whatever it is. You can have the logo, um, the, uh, the icon of the the book the image of the book as a tiny piece mm -hmm. in the whole graphic i mean it's it's just the credibility of or getting quoted by others from your right. own book it's it's huge it's huge it, it it saves you money in the long run oh this is benefit number 11 i have not <laughs> thought about it saves you a lot of money regarding social media or content production if money regarding either your own time because you don't need to do it again and again or if you were like me i outsource a lot of social media stuff which costs yeah mm -hmm. so you save money by having this introduction being so powerful in the condensation of what your business is about and you multi-purpose it yeah so now we are switching a bit in the benefits, benefit number five, my old uh, numbers, you get 20 or more, that depends a bit on how well you and I will sell the, the chapter spots, 20 to maximum 30 chapters in the book, which are case studies, case studies of your work. What does that mean? We would not obviously invite, hey, you want to share a story, come and join our book. No, you, the business owner, invite either past clients or new clients who come through the book marketing into your world to write stories of their personal transformation thanks to your services and products. And to make it very clear, for whom is this book model ideal? Obviously, you have to have something, services like training, coaching, speaking, or products in the field of providing change. So if you have... Well, if you have, I'm mean, going into a difficult example. I've not worked with them, but if I, my mind just told me, if a restaurant owner came to me and wanting to write a multi-author book, well, we would sit down and create the strategy. Who are your long-term loyal clients who come again and again, eat in your restaurant? How is your restaurant different? And what stories of transformation? Because this is what the world wants to read. The world wants stories who are these hero stories? Struggle first, 
crisis, resolution and success and yay. So the people who maybe have, let's say, dietary health needs and couldn't find in your hometown any other restaurants where they feel they can eat healthy, but in your restaurant they can. So your restaurant providing a physical, tangible service and not coaching or training or online stuff would still be able to get a group of 20 happy clients who share their transformational stories and how they changed their relationship either to health or their body or their families because they go out and have with their families dinner time or lunchtime at your restaurant. So I bring this example to show you don't always need to be another coach or another online content provider. For those of you, if you are, that's then this model is easy. But I chose this example, or better my intuition, my moose just chose it, to show even a brick and mortar business owner can benefit from this kind of book model. Because the authors of the chapters, the 20 to maximum 30, they share stories, which the audience, I mean, the book needs to be sellable. And this would be part of our strategy. What are stories people want to read? Transformational hero stories, where in such a way that the reader, when they read the stories, can find themselves as the hero of the story. And the benefit for you is these chapters turn into testimonials, but not tiny testimonials, which feels marketingly salesy. No, mm. they are deep stories, which become case studies without feeling and sounding like marketing and sales. That's the brilliant of this model. The whole book, the whole book is your marketing tool without mm. ever feeling like marketing or salesy, because it will be a beautiful, gorgeous book, bringing hope, inspiration, tips and tools to the readers. What if those people writing the chapters don't write well? This is where I come in. provide coaching. And I have a whole seven-module online author empowerment training, which every author who works with me, solo or multi-author, gets access to. This is why my uh, packages, so the author, what they pay, I'm not the cheapest on the market. So, beloved viewer or listener, if you want to go for cheap, don't work with me. Because I offer more, I provide more, and for, I'm all about quality. I'm German, I drive a BMW. <laughs> I mean, I've been a multi-author uh, book, chapter author in books where I paid less than what I charge now, and sadly, the books show it. Right. There was, the, I didn't, I never, in multi-author books, got editorial feedback from the publisher. What does that mean? Every publisher does the so-called proofreading editing, which means grammar, spelling, punctuation, etc. But most publishers, because it's expensive and time-consuming, don't bother to give the authors individually developmental feedback while they are writing their chapter before it even gets submitted. I do that because of my own pain as a writer and author to have now books where I'm in and I'm not talking about them because I feel a bit embarrassed. Not even if, it, if my chapter is sort of okay, but when you, after a few months, read your own chapter, you can see where the flaws are, which you couldn't see while you wrote them. Right. And I had situations where I begged the publisher, even in the contracting, hey, when I give you whatever, $1,000, $2,000, will I get editorial feedback? Will you read my chapter? Of course. Guess how often I got it. Mm -hmm. All the books I've been in, zero yeah. times, yeah. zero times. So I do that. I, they, they get training. They get even a template, which in the multi-author book, business collaboration with the business owner, you beloved viewer and listener, we, you and I work together closely as partners. I'm your strategic coach for the book. And we create a chapter template, in some, which then gets put into the author empowerment training mm -hmm. so that it becomes a bit like um, paint by numbers, 
where you have a file on a Google Drive where I explain the steps. This is the intro. This you put in here. This part of your story comes here. So there is so much guidance and training and coaching that at the end, every author writes a chapter they are proud of even a few months later after the book is published and they can read it with enough distance. Because I know from my own experience, if the authors are not proud about what they wrote, they will not market it. Mm -hmm. And if we don't market, and this is a thing with multi-author books, we all become a team to market the book. In nowadays, where books are being published much more easier, we have more books being published. Mm -hmm. And without proper marketing, we don't reach the number of people we want to reach. Mm -hmm. So great question, Kelly. Um, not everyone is a born great writer. I'm writing now constantly in English, which is not my mother language. Mm -hmm. Here in the book I published last fall, 20 women from around the world, only a third had English as their mother language. Wow. The other two thirds didn't. So of course, there needs to be developmental editing and, and, uh, and also proofreading of a quality so that everyone in the end, me, the publisher, beloved business owner, partner, and the authors are proud about. And that costs money and time and effort, period. Absolutely. You, you, you get what you pay for in, yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the list. Yes. Gosh, okay. Absolutely. Faster. So the clients which who become the authors of the book turn into happy clients with loyalty for life. Mm -hmm. I mean, the relationship, you as the business owner who creates the book, who is the creator of the book, who creates the, the, the vessel in, with my support for these authors, creates a depth of relationship which goes beyond the normal, classic client or business relationship. You will lead this community of clients and, as I said before, turn the whole group with myself and yourself into a team for the marketing of the book. And that guarantees the success. That guarantees the bestseller status. I have a team uh, called a so-called publishing concierge team. They know Amazon very well, all the tricks and games and rules of the algorithm games and keywords, etc. I have experts on my team. It's my publishing house is not just me. I have a team of, depending how big the scope of a book is, between four to uh, eight people working on the book. I have uh, designers for the manuscript, designer for the cover. I have Amazon algorithm, best-selling launch experts, etc. So the benefit is of a multi-author book, you have a community of people who work together joyfully because it doesn't feel marketingly or salesy, joyfully work on spreading the word about the book, which makes our life as business owners just so much more easy. I mean, yeah. who loves marketing besides the marketers, right? Right. <laughs> I have not yet met a business owner and I myself, yeah. If I could delegate marketing forever completely, I would. And as we all know, it's not really possible because it needs to have our soul and voice in it. Absolutely. But then you have 20 voices or more who speak in alignment with your voice. It's, it's amazing. It's ideal. Marketing is fun, people. <laughs> We are moving towards the end. We are now at, uh, how many fingers? Eight. Benefit yes. number eight. The book will be a marketing tool for years to come because it is something physical. Like this book here, 16 years on the bestseller list. Yeah, I got an email uh, in December or so for the next print cycle if I wanted any updates for my bio page author page wow. etc so books can live a long time mm -hmm. and even excuse me even if you change your business drastically and you would think oh my gosh now I have a different business what was the book the credibility how you conduct business the happiness of your clients being the proof for your credibility and your personal branding, how the world sees you, which was produced through the first book that stays. 
even if the restaurant owner goes now into real estate, but his leader, his or her leadership and how they conduct themselves, the, the credibility and personal branding is timeless. So even if you ever in five years or 10 years change your brand and drastically your business, the book being produced with high quality will keep giving and giving and giving, especially if you do any form of public speaking, podcast, online platforms, after the pandemic is over, in-person events, etc. Because uh, as speaker, I am a public speaker. When you have a book or multiple books, you get more invitations. Mm -hmm. You have something physical to show on stage. You have something to give away from stage to either sell it or give it. Uh, or some uh, corporate speaking platforms who don't have budgets for speakers. They have, this is now here a tip for those who work with HR departments, Often there's no budget for speaking, but most companies have budget for education mm -hmm. and books run under the category education. So instead of paying you, they buy maybe a thousand of your book or two thousand of your book. So you make indirectly some money through the through the book. So this mm -hmm. is an exception to what we said at the start. Right. Books never make money. There are sometimes moments where you have a bit of revenue boost yeah so that was number eight let's go to number nine i said you make revenue so you might wonder how much money will i make when i sell a multi-author book as a curator so it depends a bit uh, on the price of if you for example my current client the parenting expert she has an online parenting training so the authors of our book will be clients who went through the training either already or when they sign up for the book go through the training now before they write the chapter mm -hmm. so depending how big your service is you provide to the authors and how much you price that obviously the price to be in the book uh, changes for the authors which changes your revenue so i calculated uh, briefly here to answer this question uh, it will be minimum uh, so it's like we have production costs which go off the revenue there are costs where i get paid for all my coaching training and everything i provide as a publisher right. And, and then the rest goes to you. So expect it to be in the realm between $20,000 to $30,000, $40,000 for 20 authors. Obviously, every author more brings much more because the cost of the book production don't go up exponentially because there are certain things like cover design costs the same if there are 20 or 30 authors in. So it's a range. But just to be here transparent, Minimum around 20,000 and maximum 30, 40,000. It depends also a bit on your market, your audience. If you have a luxury training, if you are, for example, selling a retreat with the book, which costs 10,000 to go through, then this would be added, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so that, so you can then. Ex calculate a bit yourself depending on because this will be the author pays one price right the author pays one sum but these are the different things which get paid off the book production my coaching training services and your business owners services whatever that is last but not least we're coming yep. to the 10 that's now bragging about me. You you get me as your partner. You get me at 25 years now of corporate executive coaching, leadership mentoring, writing expertise. You get all my expertise. We are partnering. You get one on the the most intense time is at the start to get the strategy right, to do market research. If your theme, your title and subtitle even you know, work ultimately in the reader's market are wanted because we want to prove right from the get-go that the book is so well positioned to the potential author. Hey, this book will be a success because look here, we have a metadata, metadata research of the market for that book with that title. So we produce a book cover, everything before we even sell the spots. Mm -hmm. So all that, that's number 10, you 
become my partner mm. and uh, I'm a boutique publishing house. I can't take on gazillions of these kind of projects per year. It's around four or five more, more I can't simply do with the way I live and want to have time for my health and my paintings. And I think, um, looking back now into my own writer's biography for over 20 years, I never had that. I yeah. never had a partner in, in my book production processes, yeah. never, ever. And so I think that's, that's for me, that's, that's nearly priceless. Yeah, that's really very special, yeah. Yeah. And especially to get your time and your guidance. Thank you. Thank Definitely you. special. So you have a three-minute exercise that you wanted to guide. Yes, 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 yes. So, and this is for all of you, beloved viewer or listener, disclaimer, don't follow the exercise if you're listening to us while you're driving a car. So. Right. Well, and, and they need a pen and paper, don't they? Yes, you need a pen okay. and a paper. So only if you are driving, stop, park, and then get out a notebook and a pen. Yes. It's very, very simple. And uh, Kelly will play you she go follows along so we can show something yeah so kelly i'm putting you here on the spot perfect. Right here. Yes, perfect pen and a simple pen um, paper pad is enough okay. so what we are going to do and i'm turning here in a second my timer on because there will be a moment there will be a minute of silence Ooh, okay. on, a, on a podcast a minute of silence imagine that cool. so i want you to write down your personal intention on the on the piece of paper big in the middle and wait for doing it an intention for the topic of your potential book dream as a business owner i want you to write something like i want to know the title of my book or i want to know the core message of my book for the reader or i want to know um, the the core effect the book has on me. So you write down your personal intention, what you would like to know from your soul, your intuition, your higher self, your inner muse, however you label or call this place of your inner wisdom, write down your personal intention on a piece of paper and you, Kelly, will tell me when you're done. Okay. And we use you the time giver. Okay. You're done? Awesome. Got it. And now you take your piece of paper and what we are doing now is something I want to honor one of my teachers for, Shiloh Sophia, who lives in Sonoma. She calls it metacognitive drawing, which is we move our hand holding the pen over the piece of paper where your intention was written. So you wrote here your intention in big words, whatever your intention is. And now you take a pen or a marker and I will start. It's one minute where you allow yourself, and this is now the trick for us business uh, or the challenge for us business owners. Our brain wants to be in control. Our brain wants to move the hand in a certain way to produce something nice or beautiful. No, 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 no. Imagine you are back as a pupil in school and you are doodling. You allow yourself and your brain to not control the outcome. You put your pen on paper when I say go and you allow yourself to just move your hand because time-wise I'm not going into the neuroscience which is behind this. Just please believe me, it will activate your two brain hemispheres in such a way that you get access to your inner knowing and to your intuition to receive the answer to your intuition. Was that clear, Kelly? Ready? Yes. Sounds awesome. good. The timer starts now. Enjoy a minute of doodling. And yes, you crickle, crackle, doodle over your intention. Don't forget to breathe. You can look at it or even close your eyes.
key is that you are not controlling the movement of your hands. And 10 more seconds. And time. You turn your piece of paper, you turn it around and allow yourself to spontaneously write down what's coming in alignment with your intention. Just write it down. Don't control it. Just allow yourself to answer the intention you had and go for it. Just write down what's coming. And if it's not making sense or if it's weird, again, the key is not to control it. What's coming? Just let it flow. And I, I'm stuck with what I, I, I'm not getting an answer because I was just like making art. Ooh. And what so what was since your intention? I, my intention was I want to know the best topic for my book, but I ended up making art like as I was breathing in, my hand Hello, went duh. up. And as I was breathing hello, out, yeah, hello, sweetheart, you just answered so art. your question. Making art. Hello, da. That's not going to help my marketing strategy business. No, it will. I get goosebumps. For me, goosebumps is always when uh, my upstairs team claps on my shoulders. What mm. if you make a book for entrepreneurs? where you shift the paradigm of marketing, where marketing is making art. It, it is. It, to me, it is an art. Um, I get you. again goosebumps. I know from my own suffering for years through marketing and how much I hated it and was struggling with it and putting myself out. And now being an artist myself, if I had someone like you telling me 15 years ago, Sylvia, marketing is not salesy, horrible, no. throwing yourself out. Marketing is art. Oh my gosh. I would have broken down in tears. I, I feel it, tears coming now in front it's of the, It's the art of being yourself. Oh, write this down. Write this down. The, the art of being yourself and sadly, we can't see now, beloved, you, beloved viewer or listener, but I want you to reach out to Kelly and tell her, would you read, would you buy and read a book where there are chapters of transformed business owners who transformed their relationship with marketing? And I will write one of the chapters <laughs> who hated and struggled with marketing and fell in love with marketing because they discovered through you, Kelly, that marketing is the art of being ourselves. Beloved viewer, please tell Kelly through email, social media, somehow. If you comment would, on this podcast post, comment on this podcast, would you read that book? I, I want to be a chapter writer because I want to learn that. I want to go through the transformation. I want to love marketing and see it as art. And so, Kelly, if you ever write that book, amazing. Amazing. Thank you. That is okay. the answer. Make art. Thank you for that little exercise. I didn't realize that I was going to do it, so I didn't have a proper piece of paper. I had an envelope and pen right here. And yeah, I get again. But that was great. That was awesome. It's a perfect example because metacognitive yeah. drawing, you can do it on a napkin. Yeah, I have yeah. always a dirty napkin on my um, desk because I spill often my cacao tea or whatever. And yeah. sometimes when I don't find my notepad, I crickle crackle on that napkin. It's about the brain integration. It's about letting yeah. go of control where we have learned from highly paid gurus, teachers, and trainers, the 10-step blueprint to success, which never works for us because it's their blueprint to their success. We pay a lot of money for only yeah. to discover it doesn't work for us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And different yeah. brains need different techniques, you know, exactly. more right brain yes, people yes. need something more like that 
Yes. Thank you so and much. And more step-by-step step people, step-by-step step people need more step-by-step. Step. And I often need a mixture of the two, but yes. Thank you so much no. for playing along. We, we That was not Absolutely. planned here. Beloved no. viewer, listener, we, we, we had a pre-technic check here, but we didn't talk about how the interview will run. So no. um, I didn't warn Kelly. No. So perfect example. And yeah. also perfect example for thinking or believing you were stuck when the answer was <laughs> right there right i mean right. hello da, i would love to see now the raised hands please comment under the podcast do you know that from your own life that sometimes the most brilliant answers are too simple to be true or too close for you to see and hear so brilliant kelly absolutely right. brilliant and the answer so i said making art but it doesn't you know, sometimes the the answer is right there, loud and clear, but it may require a bit of interpreting. So I don't think that my book is about how to make art or a memoir. Uh, I mean, a memoir may, I, I think a memoir is in my future, but that doesn't help me in my business necessarily. But as a business book, And certainly this will give me some blog posts and podcast topics, you know, potentially uh, the art the marketing is the art of being yourself because it absolutely is. I haven't yeah. used that exact it, phrase, yeah, but goosebumps again. Yeah. it absolutely is. So, yeah. yes, totally, totally. I mean, that I can even see nearly like, like a movement. Mm -hmm. A movement of uh, of business owners who just uh, say even the F word to the old paradigm of marketing, yeah, yeah which is, you know, using neuroscience-based uh, hacks to manipulate people into buying things they don't really, really need, right. which is so different paradigm from a marketing paradigm of the art of being ourself mm -hmm. and through resonance and alignment, attracting the right clients mm -hmm. who do want what we have to offer. I mean, right. I can see a whole movement pouring out of that and and more books and podcasts. And oh my gosh, Kelly, it's, it's so right. beautiful. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for so much. Well, this was awesome. I really appreciate your being here. And uh, so the book club starts April 10th. Isn't that yes. right? Thank you. Yes, it's my newest uh, baby uh, because I love books so much. And I think I started at the beginning here. I want people to read more books. Yes. And yet when I, I interviewed some of my clients and my newsletter subscribers, most people want to read more books and most people even love books, but then it's time. Right. So a lot of people uh, start books, but they don't finish them. Or they finish them, but in the moment, especially, their brains are so overwhelmed that they literally, two, three weeks after reading the book, it's like they never read it. It's like gone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that goes back for me to my own roots here to make a circle in the whole uh, podcast. I started my business focusing on the value uh, 25 years ago on sustainability, sustainability of learning. So for me, it's also about a book. If I'm not reading for escaping, I'm, you know, a secret. <laughs> I read romantic uh, Regency love novels as an escape. Yeah, If I feel overwhelmed or the news yep. were just too horrible, I take one of my $7.95 at the grocery checkout lane shelf bought trashy love novels. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about this kind of books. Those you, I forget, but... Right. But the books we business owners read to evolve ourselves or our business or our leadership, we need to implement. So my book club it has the mission to bring books to life. Mm -hmm. So where the book is not the focus, but you, the reader, and how you benefit from the book. So even if you come on the uh, April 10th and have no time to read the book, uh, the first uh, book club meeting will be about, I will quickly show you the book will be, some people might consider it uh, academic and dry, anchored. It's about polyvaga theory. Most people have no clue what it is and you don't need to. Even if you can't read the book time-wise or you don't like the style, I provide a summary and then we will have a discussion and then we will do 
creative experiential exercises, a bit like what we did right now with the metacognitive drawing, because my goal is not only that you read latest after the book club, the book, but to bring it to your life. And this book, I start, uh, even though it's not a bestseller, some people said, hey, why don't you start with the Brene Brown book? Everyone knows. I said, well, my intuition told me to share the book, which kept me sane in the last two mm -hmm. years. I suffered in 2020 from huge anxiety, mm -hmm. you know, the election process, the United States, the pandemic, and being German, a lot of old ancestral stuff was triggered. This book kept me sane and taught me so much about fear management and self-management. I want everyone to know about this. And polyvagal theory is a big context, a concept. There are other books out there. I read six. This is the most easiest to understand, most practical. So April 10th, link will be below the podcast. Yep. Yep. And it will be not the usual book club, Books will come alive and you will be in the center and we will have breakout rooms. There will be a discussion. It, it, it's, yeah, I have a big, big vision for my awesome little book club. Fabulous. Thank well, you. yes, I will put the link to the book club in the show notes on my website. So you can follow that. There'll be a few other links uh, to various things in the show notes and the website. So again, I really appreciate your being here today and sharing all of this and the exercise. Just thank you so much. It's been awesome, uh, Sylvia. Absolute, absolute pleasure. You, you and I, we know each other for so many years. I'm really yes. grateful about our growing friendship and mutual support. And also I'm in awe of your genius, how you have reinvented yourself again and again. And you are always more encompassing, more flourishing, more serving. It's, it's such an inspiration. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I would love to read y'all's comments on uh, this episode's page on the website. Link, of course, in the show notes. And I will be back next week with more branding, design, and business building tips. So I'll see you next time.